everyone, Craig here, and welcome to today's episode of Beyond Growth Show. I'm here with the wonderful Claudia Harvey. Hello, everybody, and thanks, Craig. It's my pleasure to be here today. And if you like our podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel and click the bell for any updates. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's very near and dear to our hearts, and that's the environment and how it affects our lives and the economy. So, little fun fact. Uh, fun put, fact. A little fun fact. I put out uh, a couple of podcasts ago that I want to make these goals on the podcast, right? right? right. Yep. So, really great news. We are close to 100 subscribers on our podcast. Fantastic. Yay! I think that's excellent, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That's I, great. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, why don't, why don't we start, as usual, with something good? Okay. So, I pick me. Pick you. I okay, have something, you pick you. I have something really good, and right. it ties back to our very first podcast. Okay. So in our first podcast, we talked about networking and the power of networking. Right, yep. And we, you and I, belong to an organization in the United States called C-Suites. Right. And normally we meet in person, but yep. of course we can't right now. Yep. So everything has been moved virtual. And in the C-Suite network, which this kind of this speaks for itself, is a bunch of people that are on the C-Suites, executives. <laughs> a and bunch of people. A bunch of people. <laughs> executives. C-Suite level executives, right? <laughs> start that again <laughs> the c-suite network is a bunch of amazing executives that meet once a quarter and right. in different councils right right and my um feel good today is that i was recently in two of the councils that i participate in right one is the <clears throat> women's leadership council and one is the manufacturing council very nice and it it's a great group of people that meet across north america and even actually i think some people joined us from um, other parts of the world that's great well, they are growing, right? There's more and more people at the yeah. councils on a regular basis. Yeah. One of the things right. I loved about C-Suite, the network, is that it's just a real place to talk about real right. issues that business people right. are facing. Right. So it was really cool. Yeah. But one of the things that is really nice about every takeaway from the councils is that we always reflect back on what we learned at the hour meeting or hour and a half meeting that okay. we're on. So right. we see each other on Zoom yep. and it's open dialogue and we go into breakout sessions and I, I was um, reminded how important the concept of language is to mm -hmm. us. And with my team, I often say to my team, don't give me a but, give me an and. It right. changes the whole yeah, messaging. The, the whole dynamic of the conversation. Yeah, it really right. does. And today I was reminded about, about that. And one of the um, members in the Women Leadership Council was saying that we're very stressed, obviously, with COVID. 2020 has been a hard year. We've talked about this, of yes, course. Yes, yes. Don't want to talk about the COVID right, effect too much. Right. But um, one of the things that she said, which I think was really, really, really reflective, is that many people say, I have to do this, I have to do that, mm. I have, must do this throughout the day, as it's like a chore. Right. Versus, I get to do this. Mm. I get to do that. So I get to pick up my kids from school. I get right. to go to the grocery store. So again, changing your, your mindset, it, really, right? It does. That's what it is. It's a, it was yep. a really, we all thought, when she was talking about this, I thought, wow, that's, that is a, just a small yeah. little shift on how to change your mindset right. to the more positive. Right, and take some stress off, right? Because it's not like, I have to get all this stuff done. Right. It's right. Yeah. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So Very I just good. wanted to bring that up today because it was a real good feel good. Well, that's for me. excellent. So yeah. I, have a, I, have, I have something good as well. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so in, in talking about the C suite councils, we have actually been asked to launch our own C suite council. Oh, so, of course. Of course. Yes. That's kind so, of a both combined good thing, <laughs> but you can talk about it. Yes. So we will be launching a financial 
C-suite council, yes, which very excited about. We'll yeah. talk about investing, talk about taxes, you know, talk about financial opportunities and some of the challenges and pitfalls that people are facing today around money or in the future. That is excellent. Yeah, I'm, very exciting. I'm really looking forward to that because yeah. as I mentioned in other podcasts, that sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yes, exactly. And you being really quite an expert in the financial sphere of your career, um, I think that's an amazing, it's an amazing opportunity to have a whole bunch of people with us in the, in the new council. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really looking forward to yeah, really yeah. looking forward to it so real estate so we talk about real estate so what's going on in real estate what's going on in the news right now right so I know in real estate we've, we've talked about a number of different things but one of the challenges we're really facing right now is the corporate offices right so many things are going online now because of COVID obviously but we're not going to talk about COVID too much today but mm -hmm. right but many offices are going empty in fact REI Sports I was reading recently have actually decided to sell their 400,000 square foot office building in Washington basically because they don't need it anymore 400 square brand new foot office building 400,000 square foot 400,000 square foot 400,000 square foot okay and foot. who is REI Sports I don't know uh, they're, uh, they're like a mech Oh, right, Ma Ma right. Ma co-op? Yep. Yep. Right, yep. okay. So they're a co-op, right. right? They do outdoor sporting goods. Right. Uh, brand new state-of-the-art facility. It's It's got parks in it. It's got green spaces. Wow. Everything an employee could love, and so many employees will never even see it. Wow. Right. And, and it's brand new. And they're yeah, selling it off. Wow. So it just shows you, you know, there's the shift happening, right? Yeah. Uh, we've talked about the Toronto market. Toronto housing prices have gone through the roof again. And condo prices have actually dropped. We talked about that on the last uh, on the last episode. And really, when it comes to real estate, it's shifting. And as investor, knowing how you follow or shift as well with mm -hmm. the changing environments, you know, because they will create opportunities. So they're right? selling it off. They're it's going it to be really interesting to see who buys it right. and what yep. kind of space they're going to be using it for. Because yep. I'm sure it's a gorgeous space. It's brand new. Right. So, wow. Well, wow, that'll, that'll be the next step, right? As, as we have this open office space, you know, what's it going to change? There's got to be a shift in that space. What's it going to be used for? Yeah. Right? Yeah. As we don't fill it all back up. Yeah. So it's interesting because some areas are expanding and some are pulling back. Right. And we have talked about that commercial space is definitely pulling back, that we're right. seeing for lease signs and things. So right. it's definitely a trend. It's right. not going away anywhere right. soon. Yeah. And, and the move away from the city as well. Right. right. We're seeing that in the same, in the same uh, fashion, being that people can work online now. So I wonder right. if... Um, you know, there was a trend towards joint office space, you right. know, a workspace right. environment. Right. A joint workspace environment, mm -hmm. you know, you're at a desk and you're in this co-working right. space. I wonder if that's going to continue or if that's yeah. going to get even more. Yeah, yeah I, th I think it will. I think it'll increase because as people are working from their home offices, they do need a space to go to every now and then. Right. Not everybody, but many people to have meetings or what have you. Now, maybe some of those can occur in, in offices or, or in uh, restaurants, but, you know, yeah. a shared space, a shared space is, is nice for so that. So as people start moving... Well, I think the trend is for people to work from home more and right. more. I don't right. think that trend is going to go away anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. But I know from personal fact that, you know, over the course of my entrepreneurial life, I didn't have an office until very, well, until about three or four years ago, we had right. a, an office office, but right. I was working from home. Right. And, but when I had to do meetings, I would go to the Starbucks or I'd go to the Tim Hortons or, right. and it was not private. It was yeah, not conducive. It's not ideal. No. No, not no. at all. So it'll be interesting to see if the workspace, the cohabitating yeah. workspace gets more or if 
people have the money to do that, if it's right. going to be seeing what the economy well, I, does I, too, I, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see uh, the corporations using it. Right. Being that, um, you know, not just an individual having their own office space, right. but corporations actually having shared office space for people to go to. And, um, you know, if people are moving out of the city, where are those going to be? Right. Are people going to drive into the city for their meetings or are they going to be remote as well? Hmm. Yeah. Right. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll I think I think we'll yeah. see quite a shift in that space over the next little bit. Which get, so. kind of segues into what we always a portion of our podcast is right. we talk about our business right or right. not our business but right. business in general right. right yeah so one of the things you know really paying attention to as well again it affects real estate but Cineworld and and what have you is a recent uh, organization they have theaters right movie theaters and they've contemplated actually shutting down completely their u.s and europe uh, theaters. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cineworld is huge. Cineworld is yeah, pretty pretty huge. They've got 737 theaters, I believe. Wow. Through uh, Europe and um, and the U.S. and basically considered shutting them down. Why? Uh, well, the uh, COVID the effect? COVID people effect. People not going. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it started with people not going because we couldn't go for one thing, mm -hmm. right? But then they did open up a little while ago. Yeah, I they remember did. you even talking that they you did. went to to one of the. Um, Yes, to, to the show. I did because right? I. I mean, that's really sad because right. I uh, love same, movies. Same. Oh, and especially the VIP theater. Yeah. Like I just love it. To me, it's just an, yeah. it's just a wonderful escape. Yeah. And you know, some of the, some of my kids have said, "Well, why would you want to go to a movie?" Right. But because you know, you have the widescreen TV at home, right. and right. you know, yeah. you could you could sit well, down. Well, it's a and nice experience at it's home. A wonderful right? it's comfortable, experience. but going yes. to the theater, it's something different. It right? is, and it's one thing I love doing with my younger son. Right. Like yeah. he and I, we've yep. gone to the Marvel movies right. over the yeah. course and the Harry Potter's right. and stuff. Yep. So it's just something that we really enjoy. So yeah. we did go to Tenant. Okay. Which which recently came out. I think yep. that was one of the only releases that came out. Right. Um, in our COVID during the yeah in right, our COVID time yeah. and that was just after the theaters had opened back uh, up right they've yeah, been open up for a few in, weeks well, I think well in Canada they think they opened up kind of August I right, guess okay so yeah. this is probably September I mean right. I've, I've lost track of time but right. what was really interesting I was telling you is that we went to it and it was right. the entire movie theater. So this is a multiplex movie right, theater. Right. The entire well, yeah, theater. Well, yeah, Twelve screens, fourteen screens there. So, um, or at least at I think least, the VIP has yeah, six. Yeah, the VIP is there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the entire movie theater, except right. for one other couple, so it was me and my son, and one other couple was empty. Wow. We had a private screening right. of tenants. Wow. I know. So yeah. it, it was. It really was ghost towny. It right. was very. It was very spooky. So I'm not surprised right. Center World is closing. Um, well, it's actually you know to come back to your question. Um, what is the basis behind it? Yeah, you know, maybe people aren't going as much, like you said, but mm -hmm. in actual fact, what's happened is the, um, the um, studios have pushed back the releases, right. Right. right? So if there's no major movies coming out, what's the purpose of having a theater open? Well, that's true, right? right? And the, again, my son and I, we really like the James Bond flicks, right. the Daniel Craig right. movies. And we were we were watching all the Daniel right. Craig movies leading up to right. the next release of the James right. Bond, which is the right. last of his. Yeah. I'm not going to get into James Bond so much. I'm <laughs> talking a lot about it, but it's now pushed back to April. Right. So it last April it was supposed to come out. So right. 2020 yeah. April yeah. is now pushed back a whole year. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if studios aren't releasing their movies that yeah. have been in production, yeah. And I don't even know how much filming is being done. Right. Right. That no, whole industry no. is being well, I affected. Think, yeah, I think they're back to filming, but they're obviously behind. Yeah. You know what I think they should do with the theaters? Okay. I think they should show th sporting events. 
right? We well, can't we can't thought. go to we can't go to the stadiums anymore. Not yeah. as much. I know some of it has opened up in the states, but for the most part, we can't go to live events as much anymore. So maybe that's a good use of the studio. Actually, that's, right? Like this that's is a shift, good idea. Right? That's a good idea. Why close it? You got to keep people working. That's now, obviously, there's still got to be some distancing happening. Right. Right. So as long as they can survive with smaller crowds, but you know, how many right. sporting events could they show like all day long, all evening long? I right? suppose so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge football fan just right. because it's always in the cold. Yeah, but football's not the only sport out there. You, you know, there's other sports. No, but I'm thinking football has huge stadiums of right. people, especially right. in the United States. Baseball as well. Yeah. Baseball, baseball has a too. pretty good following. Yeah. Right? Baseball's Soccer. at the tail end of the season. But, right. Sure. Um, yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't, right. I'm back to Even the, uh, you know, I'm a fan of auto racing and, you know, a lot of, well, all of them, the, the F1, it's all been empty. There's nobody in the stands. Yeah. Yeah, right? So, you know, bring that experience to somewhere else, right? Yeah. But it, it's and not, that's kind of like what the bars were doing. Yeah. People went to bars to watch the, the right. sports events and right. stuff, but this right. is a little bit more social distanced, I right. guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, change it up. People, you know, when we're, when we're able to get out, obviously being uh, uh, safe, when we're able to be out, it's, you know, it gives us an experience or a reason to go out still as well, right? As opposed to, okay, now we've got to watch our sports at home all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. So it really shows how different industries affect each other, right? Obviously, the studios doing something has affected the, yep. the movie theaters, right? And, you know, very likely affected... Um, affected um the um the live streaming or not necessarily the live streaming the movie streaming yeah right i think you were yeah. talking you know you talked about james bond but yeah. you were talking about a disney movie recently yeah. to me as well that yeah. uh was supposed to be released yeah so disney right? had mulan right which was about to be released and massively hyped right and it was pushed back four times right. and eventually disney right. channel took it right so it went on to disney, disney okay the gotcha. disney channel on right. tv right or so, television. so disney plus uh, I guess the I'm streaming, not, right? The, the live streaming, streaming, the right. streaming, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't, I'm, right. I don't subscribe to Disney Channel. Okay. My kids are past that stage, but oh. but but the there's Disney... lots of good stuff on Disney. Isn't Marvel on Disney now? Yeah, I don't know because I'm not well, on Disney. Well, well, I don't know. well, how about Star Wars? I don't know. I don't because I don't watch the Disney Channel. So, okay. I, but that's true, I guess. Yeah. Some of your favorite movies would be on there. It's true. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time to watch movies these days. No, that's but, very true. And I do really wish that I could go back. So, do you it's think the theater. theaters are going to come back? In the traditional uh, way? I, I, you know, I, I'll be surprised. You know, you, you, you talked about your, your kids mentioned there. Why are you going to a movie, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's changing, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's changing seriously. And a different generation, if they're not exposed to the mm -hmm. theater, then they're not going to know what it is. Maybe and, when they're and, exposed again, they'll go and go, oh, yeah, this is cool. Well, we like maybe. this. I you know, really hope. May, yeah, well, I hope so, too, because I, I love going to the theater. Not, not, not even just uh, movie theater, but live theater as well, right? It, it's yeah. an experience, both of them, so I really enjoy it. But, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll stick around and, you know, we won't just be all just live streaming everything in our homes anymore. Yeah. So, but, well, or it'll be, you know, maybe it'll be one of those retro things 30 years from now that comes come back, back, right? Well, actually. <laughs> like the drive-ins have come back. That's true. Right? Yeah. That's true. Drive-ins yeah. have come back yeah. with COVID. Yeah, Everyone's have. in their cars. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, so not being able to do concert events, they're now doing concert events at drive-ins, right? So right. outdoor events because the drive-ins have that nice big open space. Right. So let's use it for an open door, open door concert, open right. air concert. I guess it's hard right? to do in the wintertime though. Yeah. Well, 
in Canada. Yeah, that's least. why we should be in Hawaii, right? <laughs> <laughs> One more reason to be in Hawaii, my favorite place. Exactly. So they see coming up. So you know, same things for the for the movie theaters. Although they're indoor, there's got to be something that that space could be used I for, hope so. right? Yeah, I yeah. Hope so. And then as movies start to trickle in, you know, they're still around. Yeah, gosh, I so, look forward to it. I was so yeah. hyped to see the James Bond flick. Yeah. I really was. Right. It's like, so one thing that you, yeah, again, not talking too much about COVID, I'm trying not to, but it's, it's the, the things that are out of your control, right? right? The things right. that you look forward to in right. your life right. that have been taken away from you out of your control. So you have right. to fill your enjoyment bucket in other ways. So right. we have to reposition that, right. I guess. So yeah. but anyway, I still look forward to hopefully yeah. movies coming back. Same. Yeah. Same. Very much so. One of the other things that I noticed this week yeah. is there's amalgamations in industries oh, that are yes. starting to happen. Yep. So in the United States, there's this chain called Bartel Drugs. Okay. And it's in a small region in the United States. Right. And they have about 67 stores. And they've been in business for 137 years. Wow. And they are being bought by Rite Aid. Okay. So Rite Aid has 2,500 plus stores okay. across the United States. Right. So this small independent, I don't believe it's publicly traded in any right. way. It's a right. small independent run by right. family uh -huh. for 137 years. Uh -huh. And the Bartel, the CEO is still a Bartel. Right. And they have decided that they are going to sell to Rite Aid. Now right. I can completely understand why, to be right. honest. I think with all the pharmacy regulations and the closures in retail, right. and I'm sure the massive, there's massive pressure on the pharmacy yeah. chains, especially if you're a small local. Yeah. But it's really interesting to see that, that we're seeing amalgamations starting right. to happen. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll probably start to see a lot more of that, you know, as the, as the economy does continue to slow down as it's expected to. Yeah. I know talking to a lot of small business owners, especially ones that are at retirement age, right? They've been running their business for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about retirement maybe in the past few years, well, now... They, they've just really gone to why are we continuing to do this? Right. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, some of those will close, but hopefully they'll get they'll get bought up or, or what have you and continue to operate. Yeah. Well, so. I like I said, I can imagine the Bartel family right. has they've they've created this business, numerous, numerous employees right. over the course of yep. generations yep. and years. Yep. But I'm like, congratulations well, to them. It's great that it can continue. Right? I think Absolutely. it is great. Yep. I think it is yep. great. Really good. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just, you know, I just kind of noticed that as well. Because right. I think in the last recession, we saw other industries amalgamating. The insurance industry certainly amalgamated. Right. So maybe the pharmaceutical and the pharmacies are going to start to amalgamate. Right. Um, I don't know. It's, it'll, again, something to watch for. Yeah, right? I, I, I think anything in, in the retail space mm -hmm. and maybe even in the restaurant space, right? Yeah. Right? So... So we are going to segue into our topic today, which is the effect of the environment right. in business and then in personal lives, right? Because right? Yes. I think a lot of people don't really quite understand that there's this massive ripple effect yep. that the environment has to right. our economy and then subsequently to our personal lives right. and yeah, how that absolutely. works. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think if I had, if, in a past life or in a, in a, in a subsequent life, in right. a space-time continuum life. <laughs> if I was in a different space-time continuum, showing my Trekkie roots here again. But if I think I might have been a geomorphologist, I oh. love the environment. I uh -huh. love being outside. Yep. I like yep. everything to do. Right, with the it, outdoors. Yeah. It floats my boat. It makes me happy. It's just great. So right. I watch news articles about what's happening to the environment right. and I I feel for um, 
what's happening in our environment. Now, yeah. I'm a believer in climate change. Right. Yeah. Are you a believer in climate change? Yes, absolutely. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, good. So we can agree <laughs> on that one. All right. So I do believe that climate change is right. something that's real. Yep. I think there's been a cyclical cycle over the course of years and right. generations and centuries right. with the environment. Because again, I, I watch and I read and I do a lot. Right. I, I see a lot of it. Yep. Um, so I think the the definition of climate change on on people right. and and how humans react to climate change then reverse affects climate change. So the climate change right. is starting to affect humans. Mm -hmm. Humans then relate to what they have to do and it then affects climate. Right. And this downward spiral, I think, right. is starting to happen. Right. There's a fine balance between environment and humans. And a huge recent thing that's happened this year in 2020, as we're already stressed, is the forest fires right. in the right. United States, yep. right? Yep, the Northern California fires, right? Yep. I mean, that is climate change, right? right? Yes. It's, it's, and that's totally affecting how the wineries are relating to business. Well, yeah. So I was actually uh, on one of the uh, C-suite um, discussions not too long ago, and someone from one of the California wineries was actually on, and she was talking about how the smoke is actually affecting the flavor of the wines this year. The smoke is actually absorbing into the barrels oh. and creating a smoky flavor. Well, that's going to be for years. Years and years, for, it'll have effect. For one, the wine is in the barrel for years. Yeah. And two, you know, those barrels are used over and over and again. So it will definitely have an effect on the flavor right. of the wines. Right, because you can't even make new barrels because the wood has a smoky effect right. into it, right? right. So it's, it's true. So, you know... I just shot out there that climate change is is affecting our forest, our forest and, and the fires. Right. But right. there's also people affecting our forests. Yes. Right. So. Well, yeah. So uh, I know some of the fires were were started by lightning. There right? was Which electrical is, storm. Just yeah, this is really cool. Natural, there's, right? I shouldn't say it's cool. Right. It's not a cool thing. But there was one electrical storm. Right. That within 30 seconds had 17 lightning strikes in the California region right. and started 17 fires. Wow. I mean that, and that's fluky. Right. But the forest is dry. Right. But forest fires do happen. In they Canada, do. there's about 8,000 forest fires a year. 8,000 8, 8, a year. Wow. It just, it just, right. And it's important for the, right. for the environment to have the, you know, right. the recycling of the forest. But right. there was 8,000. Yep. But there are people effects. There are. Mm -hmm. yep. So yep. again, what I heard this summer is this one specific family, and I don't want to uh, single them out, but it's just so, so important how people relate to their environment. Right. This one family was doing a... Um, announcement party to uh, to their friends and family, and they went right. to a wildlife area. Right. So the announcement party is when you're when you've got a baby and, and you're okay. about to announce the, the the sex of the baby. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's a reveal party or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, so they went out and they shot off firecrackers. Oh. Okay. And the firecrackers lit one of the grassy areas in the region they were at. Wow. They ran back to the car to right. get a bottle of water to douse it out. Right. By that time, the forest, or sorry, yeah. the fire had started to be rampant. Right, right. So I'm just like, everybody, like, think before yeah. you do stuff. Yeah, that, that's true. But, you know, sometimes th there are accidents, right? Like, ac accidents do happen. But, yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's more education. How do you educate more people on to be aware? Right. Right? Because some people wouldn't even think that a, a little firecracker is right. going to start off a whole fire. Right. Right? So back to the wineries then. Right. 
you know, we, so we, of course, talking near and dear to our heart is wine because I like wine and I'm sure you like wine too. You but, know I like wine. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the effect of that economy as yeah. well on people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, you've got, there's actually, obviously with, um, with California being wine region, there's mm -hmm. lots of wineries that have actually been damaged or burnt from the from the fires as well so they've even closed so closing yeah absolutely closing so that's an effect obviously on the owners of the wineries right because many of them are owned by families right right some of them are large corporations obviously but some they're farms right mm -hmm. so but then there's effect on employees effect on transportation right you don't have right. you don't have the the need for the transportation out of those wineries now and, what and, have you. Duty, and the bottling exporting and, duty so that yeah, now goes and, to government again, making large ripple effect yeah on, it's a you know huge just this effect. just these fires you know they're affecting the flavor of our wine but mm -hmm. you know they're having a larger effect on the economy as well so tying you know the fact that wineries can't export or import export their goods right. countries can't import there's a general causal effect between right. import and export and in August imports fell into Canada 1.2% so they can measure that. Right. So this the the fact of the economy slowing down right. is affecting imports. That's affecting the GDP right. of a country. Right. And when you talk about when you talk about imports fell by one point two percent, exports actually fell by one percent as well. So right. and you know, typically export and transportation, they are major indicators on where our economy is going. And right. it is showing a strong indication of a slowing economy. When you see transportation slow down, right. you see import exports slow down, you know, it's 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 a transition, it's an indicator where, where we're likely going. Right. And so transportation is a huge, huge part of our economy. Absolutely. So is. in Germany, the Rhine River, just north of Frankfurt, right. yep. um, the Rhine River is a huge major artery of shipping. Right. So it brings goods and uh, products and pieces for manufacturing up and down the Rhine all the time. In 2018, it was clogged because the ships couldn't actually go down the Rhine mm -hmm. because the water was just too uh, too much of a lower level. Too shallow. Too shallow. So right. these big, huge transport ships weren't able to bring their goods down the Rhine. Right. So big deal. Right. So what? Okay, you wait for the rain, but it is <laughs> you important. You wait for the rain. Well, you wait for the rain <laughs> or you wait for the next season, but you don't. You can't. Right, right. Because these ships have manufacturing parts yep. that factories need yep. waiting for yep so the, again the trickle effect if right. the and this is just one example right. but if the parts don't go to the factories the factory workers don't have a job right. the revenue that's expected from these factories then to go to market and go to stores um, doesn't right. happen right. it slows down which then affects those workers at the at the end right. user's right. standpoint so right. it's huge so so we can look at as well um, the effect of oil prices right now on Alberta, right? Alberta, Canada, right? So Alberta, Canada, obviously is a, a, a large, uh, the, a large part of their industry is oil, oil and gas, yeah. right? You know, like Saudi Arabia, like Texas, right? They're affected right. by oil prices. Right. And as oil prices have dropped, there's been a lot less work for workers, right? They're not pulling out. In fact, I was reading not too long ago that 12,000, it's expected to be 12,000 orphaned wells by the end of the year. Not or like orphaned wells, like empty wells? Orphaned wells means uh, whoever was working them, the company that was working them, has basically just left. But the right. wells are still there, but it's empty. The wells like, are still there, just but not the, being just not on. being worked, not being worked oh, at all. I wonder what, how right? that well affects 
the ecosystem of the oceans, to be honest. Oh, very interesting. Right? Yep. Like it's all a symbiotic woohoo yep. relationship <laughs> between <laughs> between people and that. Anyway, I just throw right. that out to think about that. So you're Orphan Wells. Sorry, I interrupted right. you. Right. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, but then there's been, you know, there's been a shift. Alberta, actually Alberta's been in the news quite a bit lately because they are shifting because of, maybe because of oil. Um, right recently, they're, they're actually building a, a mega battery, a mega pack uh, facility to capture electricity. So re- renewable energy, right? Now, okay. whether it's from solar, whether it's from wind, I don't know, but they are shifting from the oil to electric and, in Alberta. And I saw that there was bank support. Uh, yes, yep, yeah. It's, it's a subsidiary of TD, actually, that's buying three mega packs from Tesla to you know shift over to renewable energy and what exactly so, is a mega pack a mega pack well imagine <laughs> i'm imagining a big battery <laughs> yeah. what's a mega pack yeah well, it's it's a big battery like like warehouse multi- so it's a facility huge, yeah huge facility yes yeah to okay. start you know if 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 oil is declining and we've talked about the difference of uh, gas cars and electric cars that's moving already right and i see as we watch alberta which is a high oil industry province with employs a lot of people is moving to this electrical so space at least they're looking towards employing other right. like people right. move shifting from oil right to this re- yeah. renewable but one um, of the energy source yeah and, and again you know we're talking about the environment but we're also talking about shifting now okay. one of the other things that they're doing in alberta is they're actually moving to geothermal as well so I really like that because you've got these wells, so mm-hmm. you, I shouldn't say the wells, you've got these drilling facilities, so mm-hmm. people who are employed in drilling and servicing the drilling units and what have you, if you don't work in oil wells, you don't need anybody drilling. Right. So as a shift to geothermal, they're looking at opening up those jobs again for those individuals. So you kind of have to, you have to yeah. reposition, yep. you kind of have to. So something, something shifts, you know, what, how can you take advantage of it, right? You can't, mm-hmm. you can't sit on your laurels and just go, okay, we can't do anything about yeah. this, right? And, you know, we can't do something about everything, but, you know, just shifting your mind and thinking, what do we have here? What right. can we do? Well, right? and Alberta is, we have 10 provinces in right. Canada, for people that don't know. Alberta is one of the most wealthy provinces simply because of the oil. Right. So right. taking oil away from the employment of that population, that province, right. that's huge. Yeah, that's a lot of, lot of, lot of workers, and that's, right? It's and that's a large huge population. revenue export to, yep. to Canada going yep. to the other countries. Because yep. that's been, I mean, oil is one of our major resources in Canada. Right. So right. that is huge. So it's, it's right. economic impact to Canada, but it's also you know boiling down to the economy of the people working right. that. So, right. But I did hear that Alberta is trying again to reposition itself um, to be a huge recycling hub. Yes, they are. So yes. that's cool. Yep. So yep. Recycling of plastics. Right. Right. So, you know, obviously the, the oil industry, uh, petrochemical, right? It does like oil is used, the byproducts of oil are used for creating the plastic Plastics, products, right? right? So so shifting a, away from, okay, we're not doing oil anymore, but let's get into recycling these right. products. And they had right. been moving towards that. Yeah. Right. It's interesting though, because government does play a huge part in environment and economy. Right. Because yes. if, because there's massive government regulations. Well, there is actually, and as we're talking about plastic recycling, Alberta has taken another hit just recently because of some government policy that has actually started to outlaw, well, con- consider um, certain products in plastic toxic. Yeah, that's been toxic, talked right? over the so, years, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the Canadian government's actually moving forward with banning 
um, or okay. banned six items by the end of 2021 that will not be allowed, like the, the reusable bottle, or sorry, not the reusable bottles, but the plastic bottles, single-use bottles. Really? Yeah, plastic knives and forks, some plastic containers that we get our takeout food in. Well, it's, that's really, that's interesting, because yeah. I, um, straws have been, straws, straws have straws been banned. Straws are, are one of them, yes. Yeah, so I now yep. carry one of those um, right. expandable yep. spra straws in my purse. Right. My purse is getting bigger and bigger with a whole bunch of stuff now. Right. I have to find that I'm getting big muscles because of it, which is a good byproduct, so <laughs> you know, good exercise. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I so, that, so that's, a, that's another <laughs> impact that it's going to hit Alberta. They they mm -hmm. were moving towards this recycling, and I'm sure they still will because there's other products that need recycling as well, not just those six single-use items. There's much more plastic out there, but you know that'll be a, a hit on Alberta. Yeah. So uh, you know, as they've started to 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 shift, they now have government change that is going to affect that shift as well. So. We're, we've been talking about how the environment affects people. So right. environment conditions affecting people and about industries. But now we're actually kind of shifting about how the um, people are affecting the environment. So going to electric cars, right. going to away from right. oil and gas. Like yeah. we recently had a chat about, again, cars and um, my lease is up on my beautiful Beamer, which, you know, as, we, as everybody's heard, I love my BMW. So I've been considering a Tesla. Right. The big thing about what I don't like about electric cars is you have to plug it in. Right. And if I'm going on a long drive, right. how do I plug it in? If I get to a certain destination, I don't know the city, I don't know the place, right. well, how am I going to plug my car in? Right. I like the fact that it's more environmentally friendly because yes, I'm a big, sure. big proponent of the environment. I like right. that. Right. But the inconvenience of having to plug my battery car in and wait 12 hours versus just going to a gas station and you know putting yeah. gas in my car and off I go again yeah and you know I think when they they first came out or in recent years electric cars they were really being bought for you know inner city right you just around around local and what have you not going great distances but right. but as they are becoming more mainstream you're you're 100 right uh, if I'm doing a few thousand mile drive, right. you know, I don't want to have to stop hours just because my right. garden's charging up. Right. So now, I guess it probably is one drawback. And I know yes. technologies are improving constantly in that yes. space, right? And Tesla obviously is one of the leaders yes. in improving their technology. So yeah. I, I see us getting there. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I, when I mentioned this to my kids, you know, because we, we talk about this and they right. said, but if I have to drive, you know, for hours and hours and they put me in perspective, Mom, when have you actually driven hours and hours? I'm yeah. like, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So it is perspective, right? So yeah. I, I, again, I use my vehicle for more yeah, I guess, know, inner yeah, city stuff. Yeah, years ago when we went on, on trips when the kids were yeah. younger, yeah. right? We'd do yeah, those long different. drives. I'm not doing that not anymore. Not as much anymore. No, hop on a plane and that's not environmentally friendly. We won't even go there. Right, but, right. Um, but it's also, you know, again, talking about how people are affecting our environment, um, one of the things that I watch and I have watched for years and years, I think actually since I've been a teenager, is the rainforest. Right. And Brazil, the rainforest right. is a big part of Brazil. Right. And I know yep. Brazil is doing a lot of clear cutting to get more industry to help their economy. Right. But in so doing, that is massively affecting Right. the um our just the oxygen in our world right. and those trees are not going to come back anytime right. soon because nope. we're cutting them down i'm right. going to say we brazil is cutting them down so but who has ownership over right. that rainforest right is it yep. is it the world well, or is it 
the right. country. All right. It has a huge impact on the world, right? It has a, a huge, huge impact. impact. But yep. we, we, as in the outsiders of Brazil, I right. don't know if we have much of a say if right. they're going to clear cut. Right. But yep. that massively affects the whole entire ecosystem of yep. the environment. Yep. So it's yeah. And, and the, the, the temperature, right? The, the, the cooling effect of those trees that they have on the environment is, is huge. It is. Right. Yeah. And that's, I would actually love to bring a guest onto the show that really can talk and speak to the whole environmental impact of the trees, the weather system, the rain system, how right. it affects then right. the whole ecosystem yep. of the oceans with the rainfall. Yep. And I think there's a huge, huge economic impact. In fact, so we're, I think our producers need to do find yeah. find us a specialist. Yeah, I, I remember I was reading an article. Uh, well, it could have been a year ago now. How the effect on one area that used to be fairly luscious had gone fairly sparse. So there wasn't a lot of greeneries. And it talked about the animals on the land, how they didn't have as much food. Right. Right. So the particular article was about a lizard. And these lizards, because they didn't have as much food, there weren't as many of them because they weren't surviving as mm -hmm. much, and they were getting smaller. Right. And then the birds that would prey on those lizards and eat them no longer had food. And then right. who preys on the birds? Right. So the effect of just having not enough grass for those lizards right. was having a huge effect down yeah. the down the um, and that's food, tiny. food lane. That's tiny. That's a tiny yeah. example. Yeah. You multiply that with all the things that are happening around the world. Yeah. Anyway, it's a whole other discussion. So why don't we do it another is. discussion on the environment on another podcast? Because I think there's a lot should. to talk about. And again, yes. I just yeah. love it. So, And um, I, I like your idea of bringing a guest on who yeah. is expert in this space. Yeah, because uh, we talk yeah. about stuff that's important right. to us. Right. And, it, you know, again, called near and dear right. to our hearts. But we aren't the experts in the environment. Right. right. Um, but yeah, we again, know the little pieces, right? But we yeah. don't know the entire. Yeah. So yeah. I think anybody that, yeah, you know, if you're an expert in that field. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. So we are coming to a close of the podcast. And yes. one of the things that we did in a recent podcast is talking about a quote that inspires us. Right. 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 So absolutely did. I would like to end with a quote okay. that actually I heard from your son, okay. Craig. Yeah. So awesome. Jordan, we were talking about quotes in general, right. like yep. this whole concept of inspirational quotes and what it means to us. Right. And Jordan says, Jordan says from one of his coaches in his past um, past experience and on the teams that he was at, play like you're trying to win, not like you're trying not to lose. Very cool. And I thought that is a really great way of mindset and, yeah. and shifting into your mindset on, right. on your winning, winning right. game. Right, right. Because, you know, n n trying not to lose, you're focusing on the negative side of right. the game, right? Where focusing on trying to win right. is focusing on the positive. I remember... Um, just a few weeks ago, being in a virtual conference, mm -hmm. and George Mumford was talking. Oh, was, oh, he's great! Oh, it was a phenomenal session. Yeah. He, he led the uh, Chicago Bulls to a number of different season titles. Cool. And he was talking about the that type of mindset, focusing on the positive. He Always has become on the quite positive. an inspirational speaker. Yeah, in he mindfulness. Has. He has. He yeah. absolutely has. Yeah. So it was quite interesting to hear him talk, and you know, a number of people on the conference were actually. You know, very excited, big Bulls fans and what have yeah. you that, to, to have a person like that. So that was really very, cool. very nice. Very cool. Well, so. again, listeners and viewers, if you have a quote, give us a quote. Because I think yeah. having quotes inspires you and having that Absolutely. in front of you and, and talking about it is a great way of yeah. ending the yeah. podcast. Absolutely. 
But Other before than we go, we should talk about next week. Uh-huh. So next week we are actually going to have our first guest. Excellent. Yes. So Joan Sotkin will be joining us. I am so excited to have Joan as our guest because from my understanding, she has helped people with their own inner strength, help them with their own financial struggles. So she brings it from within and it has to actually do with kind of mindfulness and Absolutely. perspective. And Excellent. Um, but you know, I won't, I won't tell so much about her because right. just tune in next week yes. to the podcast and John will be our first guest and I'm very, very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you everybody. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. And it's a wrap. <laughs>